So today is the 9th of March 2022 and at this time we have the opportunity to set our hearts on the training of our minds. And we see that having been born into this world, none of us want old age, sickness or death. No one wants separation from the loved because these are all forms of stress, of suffering. And we see that whether it's a physical sankhara or mental sankhara, these sankharas, these conditioned formations, they are that which arise based on a cause, and proliferate based on causes, that is uh, sankhara. And this is the nature of all the human realm, the deva realms and the brahma realms, they're all based on sankhara, condition formations arising from causes and lower than the human realm is the same. So sankharas arise based on a cause and that which has no cause, which is a sankhara, this is the element of nibbana. And so any sankhara, any condition formation, it has to arise, stay for a little while and cease. Nature is just this way. And the mind that's deluded uh, doesn't see this clearly. And every mind wants true happiness, doesn't want to be separated at all. But in the world, this is something that simply does not occur, whether in the human world, the deva world, or the brahma world, there's no need to speak of lower than the human world, which is a very difficult uh, place of existence. So having a human life, a human body already, we have this very good opportunity to study the Dhamma, to practice the Dhamma, to train our hearts and minds, to study and to learn, to bring our minds to understand the truth of nature, to see the truth clearly, which is seeing the Dhamma, to see the nature of reality, to see the truth that all conditioned things are impermanent, suffering and not self. Anicca, they're inconstant, Dukkha, stressful and suffering, and anatta, not a me, not a mind, not a self. And when we see this clearly, this is seeing the true self. So we have to train our hearts and minds. If we don't train our minds, then it's merely me and mine, the story of self arising all the time. And if we train and practice the Dhamma, then this helps to reduce the suffering in our minds. Because having been born already, there are many types of fear that arise. Children have the fear of children. Adults have the fear of adults. The heads of families have their own fears. The bosses and those in charge of things have their own fears. Those that are elderly fear to be separated from the things that they love. For children, they often fear things that are invisible, invisible dangers. For instance, if there's thunder and they're not close to their mother or father, 
they might feel afraid. For instance, if they're in school and lightning and thunder comes, they might want to go home, but they can't go home at that time, and so they experience suffering. They might cry without stopping. And as they grow up, as they go on in school, they might fear that they won't pass their exams, or fear that they won't be able to do it, or not get the school placement that they wish for. And we see that wanting something and not getting it, this is suffering as well. And even if one is good at one's studies, is a good student, then there's the fear of getting one's second choice, not getting one's first choice of a school, or fearing that one's grades will be bad. So this fear is normal for humans. And after one is done with one's studies, one fears, again, that one may not get one's work choice, or one won't be good at one's job. So this fear that arises, we should practice to contemplate it. And it's okay if we have a lot of fear arise, because this is a good opportunity for us to see the nature of suffering and motivates us to seek a way out of the suffering. Those that are intelligent will seek a way out. And those that are more lost, more deluded, will not seek a way out. But they'll seek other ways to cure this fear, this suffering. But all these other ways of fixing fear will just simply bring about more suffering. So we can see that the fully self-awakened Buddha if the Buddha did not awaken and didn't choose to sacrifice and build spiritual virtues to build parami, we wouldn't have the Buddha-sasana. Then we wouldn't know which way to go, which way to cure suffering. And so no one would find the way out of suffering. We just have suffering without end. But the Buddha did build the parami and was able to awaken, and then taught the way out of suffering, the way to reduce and end suffering. So we start by giving alms, listening to Dhamma, sitting in meditation, practicing virtue. And one that has virtue, that has sila, will have confidence and be courageous in a group, in society. They won't have fear. And whether we undertake the five, the eight, the ten, or the 227 precepts, these are our foundation. And then even with sila, we still have suffering in the mind. So then we think, well, what should we do? We have to train our minds. And at this time, we see that the situation in the world is particularly chaotic and troubled. We can see if we're in a country that's experiencing war, then we feel that we're not safe, and there's many dangers, and many people die, and many millions flee as well, flee from that situation. And this situation arises because of the ignorance in the minds of human beings that gives rise to problems. And people flee because of fear. 
So for ourselves, we have the opportunity, the chance, and the time. So we have this very good fortune to have this opportunity and time to train our minds. So may you have effort and practice the Dhamma to train your mind, to chant, to sit meditation, and see that the mind that has fear lacks strength and will chase after sense impressions and moods like love, hate, fear, and so on, and just give rise to the sense of self. Ajahn Chah passed through this fear already, even to the point where he urinated blood. But he had the wisdom to see, well, to ask, what am I fearing? I'm fearing death. Is there any place I can go where I won't have death? And the answer arose that no, there is no such place. And so this wisdom arose in his heart. And he was able to overcome this fear and actually overcome all fear, to overcome the heart of fear. And after this experience, he didn't experience fear again. So if we have wisdom, we're able to overcome fear. And if we have a lot of fear, then our minds are sad and low. But it's also not good to be careless. For instance, the situation now with a lot of the COVID pandemic spreading, it's not good to be careless. But we also shouldn't be too afraid because this will make our minds agitated. So we should have care and restraint and be heedful and contemplate that which is uh, dangerous or harmful and consider it with wisdom and also to practice loving-kindness meditation to bring our minds to peace with metta bhavana and contemplate the cause of our fear. And there's one of the chants in our chanting book that humans that experience fear go to refuge in mountains and forest groves and shrines and so on. But our true refuge is the Dhamma, is the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, is our refuge, which we say, Buddhang Sarnangachami. This is our highest refuge. And so having this highest refuge already, we should practice to follow the teachings of the Buddha, to train our minds in peace and collectedness, to walk the path of sila, samadhi, and panya, to walk the Noble Eightfold Path, to have perseverance, to have effort, and to walk on this way to bring the mind to collectedness, to be able to do this. And one way to bring the mind to peace is to contemplate the body. This is the mindfulness of the body, the gaya nusati. We can contemplate the hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin, for instance. For example, contemplating the skin, we contemplate the various stages of degradation of the skin, the skin, and when the skin falls off the body, we contemplate it. We contemplate it as impermanent. The body is something, or the skin is something that degrades all the time. All the cells are constantly dying and arising anew. 
For instance, when we shower, a lot of skin cells fall off. The old cells that have degraded fall off. And if we don't clean our skin, then this can give rise to bacterial disease and problems. So we have to keep practicing, keep fighting to train our minds. We might not see a clear mental image in the beginning. We might not see a nimitta. For instance, I myself, when I was practicing in the beginning as a layperson, I would sit in meditation and contemplate the body. I would contemplate, well, when the body dies, how is it? How does the skin degrade? It becomes gray and dries out and degrades like that. But in the beginning, this was merely a recollection, a remembrance of texts that I had read. But I contemplated like this. I see as the body degrades more, it becomes rotten, becomes uh, degraded, being eaten by maggots and rotting away. And the whole body, all the different parts, are eaten by maggots and animals, small and large. The body becomes the food for dogs and insects and small and big animals. And these animals don't know or think of it as a human body, they just think of it as food. And at the end they even take the bones away and the bones get scattered about. So we see that these four elements of earth, air, fire, and water degrade in just this way. It's not a me, not a mine, not a self. So in the beginning we see it as something not beautiful. This mindfulness of the body, one aspect is this recollection of the not beautiful aspect of the body. And as the mind gets subtler, the practice gets subtler, we see this not beautiful nature, and the mind is brought to peace. Then when we see the degradation of the body, and this is vipassana, clear seeing, seeing it as not-self, which can reduce the achilesas in the heart. In the beginning we suppress or control the achilesas with samadhi, and once we're proficient in this, then it gives rise to vipassana, and the object of vipassana is impermanence, suffering, and not-self. So may you practice in this way. You start with the perception, the memory first. And then you see clearly, gradually, more and more clearly. And one is able to bring the mind to peace and collectedness in this way. To bring the mind to emptiness, to see the Buddha. And having seen the Buddha, then one contemplates the body further in the same way, that the body is merely a bag of urine, of feces, of blood, of lymph, of flesh, and so on, to see these four elements of earth, air, fire, and water, to see on a subtler and subtler level till one sees not-self. This is something that happens on its own, these clear mental images arise on their own. In the beginning it's not clear, but one uses thought to contemplate, as described, 
So may you have effort in this. And then this gives rise to vipassana, which can overcome the clinging in the heart, to overcome the fear in the heart. So may you train and practice in this. Because if we don't train, then we won't overcome the fear in our minds. So may you all set your hearts on this.